Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 68 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Summers. Alongside me for the first time in a while, James Cook. And, well, I've seen Jake. Jake, you know Jake, Jake Atnip. I was surprised that he didn't say Harrison DB right after somebody else. We're, we're, we're already going to miss him. Who are you? Who are you again? I don't know. What's your name? I don't, I don't know. What is, you don't know who you're... You, who, you, well, don't ask me who you, I am if you, you don't uh, even know who you are. Brute A. Sommers. Sommers. <laughs> brute. Brute. I, I could go with that. Brute A. Like, at two Brute. Brute. Yeah, no, I... Uh, it's better than Barry Arturo. Brute. <laughs> I think. I would, yeah, brute I would think cafe. so. <laughs> no, uh, it has been a minute since all three of us have been in the studio together, hasn't it? We've done, yeah, they've done the last three podcasts with one of us, at least, gone. Yeah. yeah pe- then, people were probably thinking Harrison was an every week member of this podcast. Oh, we just hired him away from seven and four. We don't have that kind of money. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if he'd want to be around us that much either. He's already around us enough. It is pretty incredible that we're all back here together. Jake, you and I, we had Vasa this weekend, so we're working many days in a row. James was in Wisconsin. For a week, I feel like I've had a doing day where, doing where, what I don't know. Where it is no colder or no warmer. It's probably colder. Yeah, it was pretty damn frigid out there. I've just been realizing it's cold up here, but the lake does a lot for us on the temperature side oh, yeah. of things. Like we might get a lot of snow, but the lake does a lot on the temperature side of things. Especially during that polar vortex. Right in Green Bay, it was like negative forty nine, like Fahrenheit before wind chill. Yeah, we. I mean, we were like negative twenty, maybe negative thirty here. It was yeah, yeah 50, it was 50, 50, 60 below there. There was like one nice day in the middle of the kind of in the early in the week last week, and then it rained that night, and then it was just icy roads the rest of the week. Well, my parents have been in Florida all week. Today's actually their last day. Sit. I just talked to my mom on the way in. They were sitting by the pool at my stepbrother's house, and just my dad's in Florida right now. Too. Yeah, like come on. She said it's been eighty to eighty-five degrees all week. Perfect. Hasn't rained once, and here we are. I hate those people. And here we are. I was at a concert, and one of the people in front of me was. Like giving crap to the people that he was there at the concert with that he's been in Florida all week. Wow. And then just like. Keep it to yourself. I you so asked him wanted, if he wanted to be I hit. I so wanted to yeah. swear. Keep it to yourself. Kick the back of his chair the whole time or something. Keep it to yourself, people. We may be jealous, but we got work to do. We've got a good show lined up for our wonderful Audible viewers. Uh, we're going to run through our boys' basketball confidence meter, a few different points to take as we kind of close in on the end of the regular season. We'll be joined by Traverse City Central boys basketball's Tobin Schwanke, uh, who just eclipsed 1,000 career points on Saturday against rival Traverse City West. We've got the Get Around Hall of Fame, three very deserving candidates, our weekly power rankings, and in, our, in the trifecta, we're going to do our own NBA All-Star draft. Of course, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two captains uh, they selected their teams. We're, we got to switch it up a little bit since there's three of us. Uh, we're each going to draft six players to our t- our fantasy all-star teams and uh, see what we can come up with. But it should be a fun show. So let's put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world and get into the pulse. Boys basketball confidence meter. I wish I had. We talk about it all the time, but one of, we, we need a soundboard where we can play some. Oh, yeah. You know, the only sound was, we have gonna... here is the yeah is the uh, the bell and the yeah. If you hear a bell, you know we're uh, what is that? A ten on the confidence meter. Yeah, yeah, we'll go we'll go that a ten on the confidence meter. So we've just got four questions here, and I'm gonna 
actually run them in reverse order from the way I wrote them down. Start a little, uh, a little nearer uh, to where we sit in the season right now. But we should get a little uh, around the horn points. That'd be fun too. Button. I mean, I'm sure we could. Even if we don't get a soundboard, we could probably download those sounds yeah. and manually do it. It just would be it probably would be a little bit of a pain. And then in the editing process, if the sounds are already there. I can't cut them because then it'll sound really, really weird. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll start with the nearest scenario. What what's the what is the confidence level on a scale of one to ten? Ten being a, a ferocious ringing of this little bell. Yep, Jake's got it down. And a one, which sadly we don't have a we, yeah we don't have a sound for for a one. My guess is none of these will be a one. Uh, but on a scale of one to ten. Our confidence level in Traverse City St. Francis winning the Lake Michigan Conference. They are undefeated at this point, uh, but I will preface that they still, because of makeup games and the weather that's been happening, they still have to face Elk Rapids two times. The second place team, who only has one loss in the LMC and has proven to be a very solid team despite their setback on Saturday against Manton. What's our confidence level that St. Francis wins Lake Michigan Conference? I'd say about nine out of ten. I was gonna nine and a, a half. Ooh. I was gonna give it an eight just because they didn't have a close call this weekend. Uh, only won by three points, I believe, over Boyne City. Doesn't mean it just shows me that they're not. They can be beaten. And Elk Rapids, they turn around the end of the season. That's all they have to do is beat them twice, and it's up in the air at that point. I mean, I'd say St. Francis is the odds-on favorite. However, I don't think I can go eight, nine, ten on on the scale just because Elk Rapids has shown themselves to be a very good team. Uh, you know, they've probably got the best big man in the conference in Jack Hawkins. And, uh, you know, they can two, – two games against Glad's coming up, they could easily get one of those. And obviously a game back, if you don't get them both, you're probably still going to lose. Uh, but I'm – so I'm going to put St. Francis here at a seven. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to that first matchup between the Elks and the Gladiators. We're going to stretch out into the postseason a little bit now. Uh, confidence meter – that Traverse City Central wins a district championship, and I don't have the year that they last won one uh, alongside at the moment. Um, it's been a minute, maybe better than a decade since they won a district. It's been a long time. What is the confidence level that they win the district championship? They do have to start off against Marquette in the, fir- in the first round. Then a win against Marquette, they'd face Alpena, and then the championship game, they would face either Petoskey, West, or Gaylord. Uh, whoever survives the other side of the bracket. I'd say a five. Four, four to five. Four and a half, I guess, if we're going to. That makes a lot more sense. Four to five. <laughs> four and a half is my, uh, my confidence meter in the Trojans. They've shown that they can beat good teams. They've shown they can score enough points. It just comes down to if they can do it during the postseason, which is a whole different ballgame a lot of times. And consecutively. They had that one kind of run in the middle of the year where they won five or six games in a row, but then they've also had a few head scratchers, which I plan to ask Tobin about. I'm going to say you gave it a four and a half. I'm going to give it a six. I think they, they have the talent to do it for sure. We'll see if they can kind of get hot here at the end of the season. They still have a road game at Alpena. Uh, you know, there's obviously a few Big North games in there aside from that one. 
But if they win that one, I feel like they're pretty well poised to win the Big North Conference. You know, then the question is uh, how they match up against Marquette, who they, they played earlier in the season. Their big man, Jack Sherwin, had the game of his life in that one against Marquette, 6'10", 6'10". center. Um, <clears throat> Marius Grizoulas. So, th- th- you know, that that may very well, the, the opening round game may very well be the most difficult game of that district. And then and that whole district won't be easy. I mean, if you get past Marquette, then you get Alpina. Right. Who, you know, Central might be this, Central, might Central's beaten, but right. there's another very quality opponent. And then you got West, Petoskey, and Gaylord over in the other half of the the district. No, none Would of them you, are pushovers. No. More than likely, I'd say you're going to get Petoskey out of that half based on the results so far this guess, year. Would, but that's what I would guess, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have to win three pretty good games. Marquette, Alpina, Petoskey, yeah. So it's what's your, what's your, what's your number? <laughs> five. Five. Four and a half, five and six. All right. I'm going to go five. Yeah, I think that that first game is just going to be key because, I mean, they beat Marquette by three at home in December, and this game is going to be in Marquette because it's a geographic district. So Marquette's going to get to host this game. Marquette had a starter out in that game as well. so They're not playing them all in Gaylord again, huh? <laughs> On the MHSA site, they list this game as being in Marquette. All right, to make it more symmetric, I'll, I'm going to shave my uh, rating down to a five and a half. <laughs> Just so it's an even, an, an average of five, exactly. That's right. We're all within a point five. What's next? All right, another step forward, and Harrison kind of brought this to our attention uh, last week, I think it was, and confidence meter that Frankfurt wins a regional title. Now, they just lost two in a row. They got beat at home by Glen Lake, and what was a game that showed the rust of these teams not getting to play through this bad weather. And then they had to turn right around the very next day and go on the road to an Onekama uh, and lost, which, you know, based on the earlier results of the Northwest Conference schedule was not a good, uh, not a good loss for them. I think Onekama was four and five, despite being in third place in the Northwest Conference heading into that game on Saturday. But the Panthers are on a two-game slide. However, you look at their district, you look at their region, it's not exactly a murderer's row, and Frankfurt is no doubt talented, and they have some really good size at the Division Four level. And you just saw them play. I'm kind of interested in what you think. I mean, I think it's all. I mean, it's always a huge deal to win a regional title, even if I say there's no murderer's row there. It's still hard to get to the Final Four. It's still hard to win a regional championship. You still have to play good basketball for what five, get four or five games in a row. Uh, five for for Frankfurt. Yeah, so, man, and then, you know, I, I'm chalking up these back-to-back losses. I mean, I, th- I think they probably lose to Glen Lake regardless of whether these teams are rusty from the break or not because I think Glen Lake is the best team uh, in the area at the moment. Um, but, you know, if they're not super rusty from all the time off, if they're not forced to play back-to-back days – you know, obviously, with the first one coming against a very great team, I don't think they go to Onekama and lose that game. Uh, so I'm not going to hold that one against them too much. Uh, so I'm actually, I think this is going to be my lowest rating so far, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say my confidence is a four that Frankfurt wins a regional title. Yeah, four sounds about right. I mean, they're gonna have to go through Onekama, Brethren, and then probably Bear Lake. Which I think they can the definitely district. win the district. They, they can they can do that. I mean, none of those. I mean, I mean, Onekama and Bear Lake are going to be tougher games, mm-hmm. but you know, winnable games. I think uh, regional. Looking at that other district that play in the first round of regionals, I would say maybe Ellsworth. 
you know, Ellsworth has some good players, but I would, I would think Frankfurt can get by that. Regional final, I think you're looking at maybe Manistee Catholic, who's only lost one game all season. So I think there's maybe your potential stumbling block. Not your uh, your typical opponent that you're looking at come regional finals. No, it's been a while since Manistee Catholic has had this good of a team. And that regional is at Traverse City Central, like it kind of normally is the last few years. I'm going to go a little bit higher than that, and I'm actually going to go up to like the 5.5, 6 range. So I'll go 5.5. Um, well, if you're five and a half to six, you're five point seven five. Five, five, yeah, yeah. See, I'm just <laughs> narrow. We're, we're just getting decimal. No, but five and a half. Uh, the, the the road to the regional final, uh, at the least to the regional final, does not look like it's going to be that tough for them. Um, getting it all the way through, it just the only reason I don't want to go really too far on the positive end of it is it's so hard to to peg that. It is. It's such a long run, five or six games in a row. To make it all the way <clears throat> to Breslin, that is especially when you when you're reaching those levels. We're talking about potential yes. opponents that we haven't seen. We yes. don't, you know, we don't have anything more than a record and a schedule to Literally. look at to know really if they're any good or not. It's it's hard to even pu- push it that far, but I do have confidence enough to think that they will come out of their district. They'll be in the regional, uh, maybe not the regional final, but they're they're, they're going to be up there and close to it. I just don't know if they'll be able to make it out of the regional. And the last confidence meter question, what is your confidence level that Glen Lake makes it to Breslin for the second year in a row? I'll just preface with the same thing I just said about Frankfurt. It's really hard to peg that. Uh, they, they, they will play some tougher teams than Frankfurt will on the way in there. Uh, and they're a good team, but all the way back to Breslin is a feat, doing it back-to-back years, you know, especially after what they lost. Man, they have, they have a lot. They have so many good players. I would okay. I'll I'll give them a, uh, I'll give them a I'll give them a seven. I really want to ring the bell, yeah. and not just for the effect. Yeah. Uh, but a ten feels a little bit like overdoing yes. it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna nine. I'm gonna give them a nine. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna say a nine. I'm I'm really confident, even after seeing. The way they played against Frankfurt on Friday, it wasn't great. It wasn't pretty, but like I didn't fault Frankfurt, uh, you know, for how they played those Friday and Saturday because of all the time off and everything. I'm not going to fault Glen Lake too much because it just was rusty. I expect that rust to come off as they wrap up the rest of the regular season and uh, move into districts. I just think there's too much talent. Um, you know, a ridiculous amount of size when you're talking about three starters, six five or better. Um, and, and they've been there before, you know, a lot of these guys, they know, they won't, they know what it takes. They know what it feels like to play for a state championship. And I'll be surprised if they're not back in the final four. Yeah. I'll go, I think I'll go eight, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'm hedging that just because of the, the district. I think the district of theirs will be tougher than their regional. Who um, do they have? They're going to have to play Mancelone in the first round. Who's. You know, pretty competitive. <laughs> Solid. Team. Yep. Then they're gonna have to play Elk Rapids, and then they're gonna have to play the winner of TC St. Francis and Grand Traverse Academy, which will probably be St. Francis. Yeah, that's a so they're, that's they're a very good district. Three pretty good, three pretty good games, and then in regionals, are the, you know, they they'll play less lesser teams than that, I think, in regionals, and then then it's a matter of the quarterfinal. But like you said, they've got the experience, they got height, they've got skill, and I don't think we've seen them play anywhere near to their potential yet, even this season. I think. You know, all the times we've gone to see them, they've they've played okay and they've still blown teams out. But you've been like, I don't think they have their foot on the gas yet. 
No, and, and the other important factor that I think we just missed, uh, so I'll try to bring it up, is the fact that they've been tested this year. You know, they after the year they had a year ago, they really stacked the non-conference schedule. You know, they went to Williamston. They played against Holland Christian. Granted, they lost both of those games, but those are two phenomenal teams, probably better teams than anybody they're going to see un- until if and, if and when they get to Breslin again. So I, I think I think they'll be prepared. But we welcomed Tobin Schwanicky into the Get Around Podcast Studio uh, to chat about the season, his recent one thousand point milestone, and a few other fun fun things uh, to go around. So let's go ahead and listen to that interview now. I'd like to welcome in Traverse City Central basketball player Tobin Schwanicky into the Get Around Podcast studio, making your second appearance on the podcast. We had you this summer. Thanks for coming back and coming in tonight. Yes, sir. My pleasure. Happy to be here. All right. So maybe the biggest question as a, I keep getting these winter advisories on my phone at the moment. I mean, is there a bigger threat really to any team's uh, success this season than the weather right now, keeping you guys out of the gym? you know, rescheduling games kind of out of the flow? Like, how big a deal is this? Yeah, I mean, it'll definitely present high school teams with challenges not being able to practice. There was a situation for us where we didn't get to practice. I think we had a game on Friday. We didn't get to practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that tests the team, I mean, how how well, how well they play together and what their team chemistry is like if they can go three days without seeing each other and came up, come and still handle all the things that they still need to handle, be disciplined and accomplish the game plan that coach really is sending to us through text. So, I mean, it takes a lot of focus and uh, definitely, I think, test the team's capabilities. Yeah, you had one stretch, I think, where you had, like, one practice in 10 days or yeah. something. Because you had, like, three games yeah. and then a whole bunch of cancellations in between and stuff. Right. So there we uh, actually a few, uh, few of the other captains and I scheduled a few shoot-arounds, went to the YMCA, and uh, got a little run in, got some shots up. That was good for us for sure. I mean, stay loose at least. <laughs> Individually speaking, for you, how do you keep your head on straight when you're when you got to sit there alone and kind of block out all those distractions? It's snow days, you know. I know it's probably got to be hard to focus when on school or sports when you kind of have the day to yourself. Right. For me, I use it as an advantage. Um, as recently, I mean, I had an ACT test this past weekend, so these few weeks have been good for me. I've been taking it as an advantage to get my sleep, get studying in, take care of my body, eat right. Um, obviously, go get shots up, keep the keep the touch there, and. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a good and a bad thing, but uh, make the most of it, obviously. So you guys schedule those impromptu shoot-arounds at the Y. You do what you can when you're on your own time. For instance, when you had that stretch with just one practice in 10 days, when you did play that game, how much rust was there anyway, despite your best efforts? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously going to be rust not practicing with your team for um, however many days it was in a row. But I thought we did a good job coming out of our snow days. Uh, that one stretch we had where we didn't practice, we ended up getting a win, which was good for us. Showed our discipline and focus, really, and uh, we all still wanted. We were still also very engaged when we showed up for the time being. So I was impressed with the way that we handled it, and, uh, I mean, it affects every team differently. Now, you mentioned the, the ACT test. So did you take the test now? Is that done and out of the way with? <laughs> this past Saturday, yeah. Yep. Oh. And I'm actually taking – well, originally I got uh, – <clears throat> actually, if I get my SAT score up a few more points – could be potentially an Ivy League opportunity for me to go play some football in the Ivy League. So that's my ultimate goal right now. And the ACT originally was meant for practice for the SAT, which I'm taking the first week in March. So I'll continue to prepare for that. That will be big for me. Wow, awesome. 
So how, how long has that been the goal, to play Ivy League football? See, that's the thing. So coming off the football season, I mean, there's been I had the opportunities given to me that I currently still have. And then, weirdly, I don't know really if there's Ivy League recruiting regulations that opened up, but I got <clears throat> three phone calls in one week from different Ivy League schools, Yale, Dartmouth, and Brown. That said, if I were to get that score up, that I, think I could go play quarterback for them. And, I mean, obviously there's pretty high demands being that academically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> At that level, so uh, yeah, something I definitely think I'm capable of. I'm going to continue to work at, and yeah, I mean, I see it as a great opportunity. So I at least want to have that there for me when it comes time to making my decision. So, if I understand you right, before these schools called you up, I mean, had you given any thought to Ivy League education before that? No, and really, I hadn't. Um, <clears throat> I mean, quite honestly, there's there is pretty big exceptions for athletes in Ivy League schools. I mean, as you guys would know, I mean, you got to have, <laughs> you got to be in 100 percentile academically and uh, to go to those schools unless you're playing a sport. And I wasn't really, I wasn't sure of what those <clears throat> requirements were, but now that I know, and I'm, I mean, I'm pretty close to them, just got a few, few points to go. So yeah, I'm going to take the challenge the right way. What do you think, I mean, let's say you get the points up where you need to and you go. I mean, obviously the academics is the is the bigger thing than the athletics. What do, what do you think that could do for your future to have that opportunity to, to play and study at an Ivy League school? Right, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's almost an opportunity that I can't pass up to be able to go get an education like that. I mean, your first year out of college, you're going to be in a pretty good place and uh, have some pretty good opportunities for you. So while still playing ball at a high level, which is what I ultimately want to do. And so, I mean, if I can go get a great education and also play football at a very high level, then <laughs> that's going to be hard to pass down. Can you play basketball there too, possibly? Because I know Grand Valley offered you both. <laughs> um, so my ultimate goal, actually, wherever I go right now, is so the Division two schools that have talked to me, have actually most of them have given me the opportunity to play both sports, and it's something mm -hmm. that I think I'm capable of. But Division one schools are a little different, where they just they're not sure if it's if it's even manageable. Um, Especially at, with the academics at, at right, an Ivy League school, right, I would yeah. think. But my ultimate plan right now is wherever I go, if it's for football or basketball, I plan to walk on for the opposing sport no matter what. I mean, put myself up to the challenge, see if it can work out. I think I could benefit um, whichever team that I eventually do join. So get the opportunity to prove that, and we'll see where it goes. So what what's the... What's the biggest draw to playing both? Is it the challenge? Is it because you can't pick one over the other to give one up? Yeah, or I couldn't. I, I love both sports. I love competing. There's nothing like it to me. That's why I go to bed every night. I mean, <laughs> thinking, I mean, if I were to have to make a decision, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, I mean, I go to bed every night thinking um, <clears throat> what I want to do, and I think to have that opportunity to play both and keep both my passions and loves that have been with me my whole life, to be able to pursue both of those would be something definitely I want to do. So it's never been this or that. It's always this and that. Yes, sir. Is that how it goes with everything? You're always trying to add more more experiences, more repertoire? Yes, I, mean, I mean, shoot for the sky, I guess. <laughs> all right, well, well, we'll get to the basketball floor a little bit here. Saturday against rival Traverse City West, you managed to hit your thousandth point uh, for your career, and I, I got the chance to talk to you after that. But for our Audible viewers, just, you know, what – What's gone into that process? Because even, you know, some people commenting on our social media platforms after that happened, they're like, wow, you know, especially to have that happen at a Division One school to score 1,000 points is a crazy accomplishment. What's gone into that? I mean, I've been very blessed to play for the coaches that I have played for and have the teammates that I've had in my time at Travis City Central. I mean, great program, great, great people. Um, I couldn't have done it without my coach, my teammates, and like I said, I mean, most importantly, God. Um, 
something great. Obviously, our main focus this past Saturday in the Travis City West game was to get that win there and uh, continue to move forward in the conference. Got a few more games to grind out and end up on top. Now, in basketball, you know, you're not always score first. Uh, you, you are big for a, for a guard, uh, but you, you, you getting it to 1,000 points and not always having scoring on your mind, do you think that's a product of your game or do you think that's a product of the teammates around you? I mean, like I said before, I mean, we got we got some studs on our team this year too. I mean, I can I can probably go most games without even scoring and give the ball to these guys. We got Briggs and Gold Cool and Sherwin finishing the way he is. I mean, so I think that's kind of a product of our whole team. I don't really think anyone cares who scores who's scoring the points. If we can get the best look possible, we got a lot of mismatches in each of our games that we can take advantage of, and that's what we try to go after. So I mean. If my mismatch on a night, I'm going to happily take it and score the ball when I need to. But, I mean, the way Briggs has been playing, I'll uh, definitely continue to <laughs> keep feeding him. Something interesting that Coach uh, Travis Shuba told me after that game, and I don't know if I've ever heard it explicitly said this way before uh, from a coach, but he said he's he's told you, or maybe it was at the beginning of the season or last year when he started work, uh, or last summer, I guess, but he, he said he told you to focus on 10, 10, and 10. I mean, basically think of getting a triple-double every game. Had you ever been told to actually look at the numbers you were putting up by a coach and, you know, to go about it that way before? And, and how, do you, how do you respond to that? I think it was more so for Coach Shuba. I mean, having a triple-double, I mean, 10 rebounds, I mean, shows a lot of hustle would be on, on my part, would be going after the ball like that and, I think when I'm doing that, not to sound overconfident or anything, it definitely gets the rest of the team doing the same thing, playing that physical, I mean, balls to the wall, going after every ball. So, I mean, that's, I mean, being in a leadership position, being a three-time captain now, I think, and anyone else too, if, I mean, Briggs or Henry's going diving for balls and getting every rebound, it's going to make everyone on the team bring that energy up. So I think that's mainly what he's demanding out of me. And also just with the talent that we have on our team, I mean, I, I know for sure, I mean, it's pretty obvious I don't need to be taking all the shots. So, I mean... There's kind of that angle to it, and then getting a few buckets too. <laughs> now, have you have you had a triple double yet, or before? No, I've been two, three different times now. I think one time I was one rebound off, and then two times now I've been two rebounds and one assist off. So, I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> so definitely a goal now. I mean, coaches putting it up there for you. How much do you look at it yourself? How much do you make goals like that in each game? Or do, are you are you a person who finds the game within the game? where, you know, there's certain little milestones per quarter you're working for, or say, i got to lock this guy down for the next few possessions. How, how does your mind work during a basketball game? I mean, like I said before, basically, I think the strength of our team is we have the talent to kind of allow the game to come to us. So I'm kind of adjusting to what's given to me and uh, taking what I can get in each offensively and defensive possession. So, yeah, just making the most out of that and being as efficient as possible. When you had uh, Grand Valley, you had some some coaches at practice today watching you. How do, so how does that go when uh, when a team sends sends coaches to to practice? What do they do there? I mean, we spoke before. I had spoken with Coach Johnson before. It was great to see him. But I mean, for the most part, he's just kind of checking us out, and uh, we're kind of just practicing like we do every day and uh, showing them the best we that we can do. Is it on your mind when you're practicing that they're there, or are you able to tune that out? I mean. I kind of tell myself that they are there for a reason. They think that I can play at that level, so I kind of just do my thing and stay as loose as possible. I have no reason to change anything that I'm doing because they came up to see me for the basketball player that I am. So that's kind of the angle I take at it. I mean, it's obviously adds excitement, and I mean, yeah, we were high energy today. Going, I mean, it was like a game competitively. So I mean, I think it's definitely a great opportunity for everyone.
What about the other guys on your team? I mean, I know like Preston Briggs, he's already committed to a school, but you know, for the other guys, even though they're not necessarily there to to watch them, do they sort of look at it as an opportunity yeah. to prove themselves too? I'm sure I would. I mean, same thing for I mean, we had Michigan State out of practice this fall for Jack Sherman. To me, that was like the biggest day of the year for me. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna show them everything I can. So I mean, I de- it definitely brings everyone's energy and intensity up and lays the level of practice today. So it's great to have them for sure. Looking ahead, I guess, a little bit to, to districts, you guys are going to be in a pretty competitive district this year. Certainly. Um, with I don't know, three or four teams, I think, they can possibly win it. Yep. Uh, what, do you get the, what are you looking forward to in that rematch with Marquette in the very first round? It's, it's going to be a lot different game than the first yeah. time you guys played them, I think. For sure. Marquette's tough, and uh, we're not looking past anything right now. we got a conference to win, but we definitely know going up there, especially going up to Marquette, that's going to be a big challenge for us. But we have very high expectations for what we can accomplish in the postseason. So right now, kind of taking it one day at a time and maximizing our potential up until that point. And we know that if we go in there and focus every single day till then and play that the best, play the best that we can, that uh, we're going to give ourselves a good, a good chance to come out on top. I, w- I want need another career day from from Sherwin to yeah to pull well, that I'll, one off. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Now I wanted to ask you about a few other games uh, because you guys are in position to win the Big North right now. You've beaten Petoskey both times. You've beaten Alpena the one time you've played them so far. But then on the other hand, you get swept by Cadillac. You've got a loss to Charlevoix. Yep. What, what's the difference in those games versus, you know, the really good games that you guys have had? And that's a tough answer there because, I mean, we're kind of still trying to figure out <laughs> what exactly went wrong in those games. But like I said, we're going to – we're going to focus on the things that we can focus on. Obviously, those games are in our past now. We're not going to dwell on them. We're in the position that we want to be in as far as being in the conference. we got every team makes the playoffs in basketball, so we're <laughs> fine there. Um, really, the only way to look at it is to take those losses and those downfalls as, as fuel and motivation now. It's the only way to see it. And I actually wanted to ask you about a, a parallel between football and basketball. Uh, with you being a quarterback, with you being a point guard, um, what, what is it? Seeing the field, seeing the court, do you think – you know, the love between the two sports and the positions that you play, do you think that coincides, goes hand-in-hand hand at all? I mean, how much do you like to be in control of the game when you're on the court or on the field? Certainly, that's that's big for me, um, especially being in those positions. It's kind of just the way it is, right? Um, <clears throat> something that I forces myself to hold myself to a higher standard at all times. I mean, if I'm making mistakes, other people make mistakes. If I'm, uh, if I'm not... Given my all, no one else gives their all. So that's kind of that's kind of, I mean, the way I was raised too. In the family, having two other brothers is, <laughs> you got to be on your best at all times. Else, you're gonna have another thing coming. <laughs> well, we're gonna get to that family a little bit here. We're gonna jump into the Freaky Fast Five for any new listeners to the show. Uh, you know, they're kind of more rapid fire, fun questions uh, to finish off the interview. Um, and we we've got uh, a couple coming up that'll touch on that subject but first Kyler Murray today uh he uh he announced that he's going all in on football yep. despite the contract and uh draft pick that he was for the Oakland Athletics and baseball if you're Kyler Murray and we just talked about this that you'd have a really hard time choosing but let's say you're to that point where I mean even Deion Sanders had to kind of eventually make a choice right. if you're Kyler Murray are you playing football or are you playing baseball I mean, there is there is definitely the pros to playing baseball, considering, I mean, <clears throat> the, I'm not going to say the danger, but football is a pretty gruesome game, as uh, I mean, as research has shown. So I, I would say 
that's probably the main pro to playing baseball. But that dude, watching him play all year, he's he's a he's a baller. And uh, I mean, it's all about the love for the game, and his heart's obviously in football. And I think he can do very well. I'd love to see him do well. All right, who is the best athlete in the Schwanke family? Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, I would say, obviously, I'm going to say myself, just like I would against if you can. And if I was playing LeBron James in one-on-one, I would try to convince myself that I was better than him. But uh, <laughs> I'm certainly going to give credit to them for <clears throat> if I have become anything, it's because of them. Um, athletically, being on me since the day I grew up, we had indoor basketball court in our house growing up, and I don't think I won a basketball game until I was about 15 years old. So that kind of made me go to bed at night being a loser. <laughs> you wake, get out of bed in the morning with some fuel every single day. So I'm going to definitely tribute that to them. And still, when we come home, I mean, not many days go by. We don't get a little tussle in and see, who's, see where the bigger man is. So it's always been good for me. Yeah, these years covering you, I, I know you are not a fan of losing whatsoever. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, what does TJ's initials stand for? My father's name and his father's name is Thomas Jr. And so my father's name is Thomas Jr. My grandma's name is Thomas Jr. TJ's Thomas Jr. the third. So TJ. Okay. okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that that goes into the next one. Between the three of us. I don't know why James wants to put himself up for this. But no, I'd say between the three of us. He just wants to put it up. He just wants to put who, my, my name out on who blast has the more worst more. Nick? Who has the worst middle name? Adam, Ernest, or Emery? <laughs> I like Ernest and Emery. I like creativity in middle names. I'm not saying Adam's a bad middle name. But Adam, see? I definitely like Huff, Ernest and Emery. There we go. Sure. See, I... <laughs> You were trying to get an opposite yeah. reaction. I thought, I thought it was going to be. He I thought it was, was going to be, be one of us because yeah. I'm like, I mean, ours are weird. My name's right. Tobin, so I got it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What's your middle name then? Michael. Michael. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. Exactly. That's a pretty standard good name. And right. more and more biblical names. Ernest, Adam. I don't know. John, Matthew, <laughs> James. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured the J and TJ was. Probably for James. You know, oh, a lot yeah. of people that are yeah. TJs. Right. Or John. It's usually right. Thomas James or something. But right. Tommy John surgery. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, a quick would you rather. Would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Hmm. No take backs. I'll probably say future. I like, the way, I like the way the world's going. It'd be cool to see where it's at 500 years down the road. Probably be flying everywhere, and <laughs> hopefully it's like Star Wars. Right. I would like to be in the Star Wars universe. Uh, so I don't know how far away that is, but really cutting, far. Just your <laughs> galaxies far. Cutting far your away. Hello Fresh up with a lightsaber. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> or just cutting the people at Hello Fresh up with a lightsaber. All right, and the <laughs> the, the, the last question, and you, you can't pick yourself in this case, but who's who's the best high school basketball player in Northern Michigan right now? I'd say Preston Briggs. All right, going with yeah, the teammate. Right Got to respect that. Yeah, because last year when we had when we had Miggy on, we asked him that same question, and he said you. Yeah, yeah that's respectable. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we we definitely had a battle with Miggy and I all the way since fourth grade GTA versus Cortez Elementary. So yeah, him and I we played AAU this past spring. That was real good for us. Awesome. Certainly. All right, Tobin. Well, we really appreciate you joining episode sixty eight of the Get Around yeah, Podcast. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. big thank you to Traverse City Central's Tobin Schwanke for joining episode 68 of the Get Around Podcast. It's great to have him here. That conversation brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freak yeah. Is that time for the Hall of Fame? 
Another rendition. Someone gets to join the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. We've got three pretty reasonably competitive candidates here. You know, sometimes there feels like there's that one runaway candidate. I, I don't know if that person is on the list today, uh, so I'll be curious to see what how the vote turns out. Uh, but, James, I'll, I'll let you go first uh, since we may or may not have had this person in the studio recently. Maybe. Probably. 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 Yeah. Maybe twice this year in the studio. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put up Tobin Schwanicki. I mean, just scoring, getting over 1,000 points at a Division One school is an accomplishment for anybody, um, and especially, a, you know, a guy who's a, a point guard and not necessarily even a score first point guard. I mean, he dishes out a lot of assists, does a lot of, gets a lot of rebounds, does a lot of things outside of just scoring buckets. So, um, you know, it's just pretty impressive to have that kind of consistency over his career. Yeah, the win against West on Saturday, uh, he finished that game with 11 points, 9 boards, 8 assists, so flirting with a triple-double, that's pretty impressive. Jake, who are you putting up? I'm putting up Charlie Douglas, Traverse City Central hockey player. Um, scored three goals last week, including one to seal the deal against Traverse City West in the McCullough Cup, so pretty big week for Charlie. He also had an assist, I believe, in the first game, so three goals and an assist in a week. Lots of stuff on the board for the Traverse City Central Trojans. Then I'm going to give hockey some more love and put up the Bay Reps, Cam Newman. Hello, Newman. And unless you are a fan, follower of the Bay Reps, you might say who, uh, which you shouldn't feel bad about because before Saturday he had never scored a varsity goal. And not only did he score his first varsity goal on Saturday, but he scored the overtime game winner against Petoskey to win the Northern Michigan Hockey League. I mean, if that, if that doesn't say uh, Hall of Fame, I don't know what does. I don't, know he, I don't know if he's run away, but I think that's a pretty impressive moment uh, for someone. And even if you don't, in, even if you don't get inducted, Cam, uh, that, that is impressive, and that is a story that you will never forget. Right? Vote. Yeah. James? I should say Tobin already is in the Hall of Fame, but we put him in as a grandfathered one in the fall. So he never got voted in to the Hall of Fame. So I think he should get voted into the Hall of Fame this time. Okay. Jake? I'm going to give it to Newman. Hello, Newman. Sealing the deal for the Bay Reps on a good season. Clinching the league on your first varsity goal, that's a big moment. Uh, I guess we'll just, I'm, I'm going to stick with what we've done for it. Tobin gets a lot of love on this on this podcast. We might be giving a Backup guy, or, or not, somebody who doesn't get as much love, some love this time. I swear I'm not doing this because I want my candidate to win, but I am going to pick Cam Newman. Hello, Newman. Uh, I just think that's a man. It's just such a good. It's such a good story, and uh, it it's deserving. Of being I think. I think so. That's in the I mean, Hall of Fame. Basically, capped off the regular season for the Bay Reps, a solid regular season for the Bay Reps, and now they know. With all the confidence, they have their their league in their hands, and they are headed into the playoffs um, full steam ahead. Congratulations, Cam. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. It's okay, Tobin. You're already in there. Don't, don't feel bad. We need to get some club music to intro time. into the into the Hall of Fame. I got, I got some club music we can find. I like the, uh, well, you know when Lebetard opens the club. On their radio show, something like that. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All right, power rankings time. James is going to 
give us girls basketball. I'm going to do boys basketball. And Jake is back to hockey. Let's do that hockey, Jake. We're going to go start from the bottom this time. We're going to go to number three with Petoskey, who was locked up in that tight game with the Bay Reps. They have played very well all season, and they have not been in our power rankings yet, uh, but finished second up there, and uh, Petoskey's taking that number three spot. Number two, Traverse City Central. Had a couple more wins last week, stopped a surging Traverse City West for the McCullough Cup, so back up into numbers, spot number two, uh, knocking the Titans out of there from last week, and still at number one after winning the Northern Michigan Hockey League, the Traverse City Bay Reps. All right, boys basketball. Starting at number five, I'm going to put Elk Rapids. Uh, they would have been a little higher, but they slipped up on Saturday in a 50-36 to 36 loss to Manton. The Elks sit 10-4, and four, and uh, I believe they're 7-1 and one in the Lake Michigan Conference. Just one game uh, behind league leader and league unbeaten St. Francis. At number four, I'm going to put Manton. They beat Elk Rapids. They are also 10-4. and four. They also sit second place in their conference in the Highland. Not far out of that one. Number three, Traverse City Central. They won that game against West on Saturday. Uh, you know, I, I toyed here with throwing Manton ahead of Central just because there's been a little bit of inconsistency here for the Trojans. Uh, but, you know, I still think that they're overall they're playing pretty well and uh, one of the better area teams. At number two, Traverse City St. Francis. And, you know, they have a real potential to grab hold of this number two spot and hang on to it for a while, uh, depending on how they play here in two upcoming games against Elk Rapids. And number one, I think it's the only team that hasn't changed all season, uh, sitting at 14-2, and two, the Glen Lake Lakers. There's your boys' power rankings. James, you've got the girls. What have you got? All right, starting at number five, Charlevoix. They're 10-2. I don't know if we've had them on the, on the power rankings much. I think we have them once. So one maybe time. a little bit slipping in, in there, here, there. But, I mean, they're 10-2. They're and two. They've won nine straight. Uh, they've got Elk Rapids, East Jordan, and TC Central coming up in the next week. So that'll be a, a nice week for them, too. Uh, two conference games and then uh, and then stepping up to play TC Central and seeing if they can do what the, the Charlevoix boys did and knocking off TC Central. Uh, number four, Manton. They're 11-3. and three. Number four in the girls' poll, as well as the boys. Uh, they've only lost by three to Glen Lake this week. Uh, beat a quality Elk Rapids team by nine. The three losses that they have to this season are by teams who are a combined 41-5. and five. And one of those is a Division One team, and the other two are Kingsley and Glen Lake. I did want to mention something. That win over Elk Rapids, they held Kendall Brown to three points, and they were all free throws. And this is a sophomore-heavy team, too. Manton's going to be around for a while in girls' basketball here. Uh, number three is Kingsley. Uh, you know, they had that that weird blowout loss to St. Ignace, so they not, they kind of moved down a couple of spots in this. But uh, like you said, that was on the, the back end of a back-to-back -back games where they played Friday night, and then they played Saturday afternoon in St. Ignace. Saturday afternoon, you mean Saturday at noon. Well, it wasn't. That would know. also be. Uh, I know, yeah, it was less than twenty four hours between it, it, but, games by a long shot, with a decent bus ride to get there. But, I, I, but when you say afternoon, this wasn't a four p.m. game. I mean, they had to get up eight o'clock in the morning after a game on Friday night, be on the bus and ready to play by twelve o'clock the next day. So it was a quicker turnaround than mm -hmm. nighttime to afternoon. I just had to specify that. Duly noted. 
And St. Ignace is also number two in Division Four. So and 16 it's 16-0. It's a quality team that hasn't lost yet all this season. So, I mean, it's not a bad loss. It looks The score may look bad, but there's a lot of uh, other factors in that. Um, uh, Glen Lake is number two at 13-2. and two. They beat Manton by three this week, and Benzie Central also by three. So a pair of strong wins by Glen Lake there uh, this week. And then, Huge win over Benzie because if they drop that one, it's pretty much Kingsley's league you know, with, with a matchup still against Kingsley left. And having won that game, now Glen Lake still has a shot. So with, uh, with Kingsley stumbling a little bit, the new number one is Gaylord St. Mary. At 11-1, and one, uh, their only game this week they had was uh, you know, a 36-point win in the Ski Valley Conference over Central Lake. So, But uh, they've only lost one game this season, so they're at number one for the, for the moment. Finally dethroned the Stags. Took a pretty big loss by them, but did once again. Can't stay atop the power rankings with a 30-point loss, no even, even against a great team like St. Ignace. Those power rankings brought to you by Jimmy John's. Two locations in Traverse City at Jimmy John's. They're freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's, freak yeah. It's that time for the trifecta. Man, we need those sound effects. Yeah, just be so much cooler. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a little draft action. We we haven't done we haven't done a draft a, a, a non. Jesus, James, take it easy on the microphone. I don't think we've done any kind of draft that wasn't centered around local athletes, which those are always fun. We still have to get to those at some point uh, for basketball. But we're going we're gonna to do our NBA All-Star Draft. Okay, live rock, paper, scissors for the number one overall pick. <laughs> we all get it once? On nope. shoot? Yes. One, two, three, shoot? Yep, on shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Oh, James beat us both. Okay, we got to decide for two and three. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, my bad. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ah! Yeah, I should have went scissors again. <laughs> All right, doing, so... Are we, doing, are we doing snake? James, oh, yeah, yeah snake we're going to do snake. James has one. I have two. Jake has three. Let's get it on the road. James, who you got with number one? Oh, number one. Hmm. They, you kind of pretty much can't go wrong unless you take Wade and Nowitzki here. Yeah. <laughs> and these are all the all-stars. Dirk. Do it, James. Make uh, Dirk number one. No. Dirk. No. Dirk. It's not going to happen. Dirk. Dirk. I'm going to take Steph Curry. Right. Just because, I mean, in an all-star game when you can't play any defense at all, it's going to just be wide open and just rain. Boy, that makes it tough for me, but... Uh... I think I'm going to leave Jake the opportunity to pick the best player in the world at number three. I guess I'm going to go with Giannis at number two. God, you make me mad now. <laughs> Thought about taking Giannis just to just just to piss Brett off. I was, but, you I know. was surprised he didn't take LeBron. I wow. wanted to, but you're going to take LeBron now, right? No, I'm going to take Kevin Durant to start off with. Oh, boy, the king not getting any love on this draft. No, no, not at all. And then, then you're going to take LeBron. Yeah, I guess I'm going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> I normally wouldn't, but I have to. I didn't think you were going to leave me with the brown. I thought you weren't going to do it. Um, all right, so that leaves me at number five. And James Harden, come on down. James, two in a row for you. All right, I'll take the other splash, brother. Wow, just banging him up, huh? I'm just going to go Golden State all the way here. Okay, can't have Kevin. Kevin Durant, but... Uh, and then I'll go. I'll go Joel Embiid just to have some, some size in the middle. All right. Who's next up for Brett? This draft is so loaded. I almost don't like being the middle pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta man. 
I gotta take Kawhi, right? I, I, yeah, I'm gonna take Kawhi at number eight. A defensive superstar. Huh. Thank you for leaving me. Another one, Mr. Anthony Davis. And then... You gonna trade him? No, no, he's staying on my team. <laughs> he's already requested to be traded off of Jake's team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Russ Westbrook. Nice. Good pick. Our, our, uh, our Eastern All-Stars have... have there, there's not been a run on Eastern All-Stars yet. A little bit. Did you guys... Well, not at all, actually. I look at it. All right, so at number 11, uh, I am going to grab Paul George. Back-to-back thunder off the board. James, two in a row. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Kyrie Irving. Predictable. Predictable, even though I don't really... I'm not a big Kyrie Irving fan. That's why I didn't pick him. But i got to take him at this point. I mean... Uh, Why? That's the, that's the definition of bargain. Yeah. You gotta take it with this one. Alright, who you got at number 13? Hmm. We'll go Ben Simmons. We'll go Eastern Conference. Alright, number 14. I think uh, guard, forward, forward, forward. Yeah, I'm a little light on guard, so I'm gonna I'm gonna snatch up Dame here and take Portland's Damian Lillard. 15 and 16, Jake. I'm gonna take uh, Nikola Jokic from Denver. The baller, and on the same turn, on the net, or not the same turn, but yeah, I'm gonna take the uh, really only remaining guard who I wanted, Kemba Walker, hometown guy for the uh, for the game this year. He was the only starter that hadn't been drafted yet. Yeah. So that's that's value. All right, number seventeen. All right, well, since I already got Giannis, I think I'm gonna grab his teammate, uh, Chris Middleton. 18 and 19, James. All right, I need to get some uh, some front court help here, so I'm going to go with Blake Griffin. Okay. Sticking with the sticking with the piston. I was wondering who was going to take the only piston. I'm sticking with the Eastern Conference here. I got a, aside from the Splash Brothers, I got all Eastern Conference. And then uh, I'm going to stick with some. Uh, I go I go back to the East to the Western Conference and take Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay. Damn it! <laughs> who you got, front? Well, I really thought I was going to get LaMarcus Aldridge with 20. I would have been pretty stoked about that. Hey, you're going to There's but still... There's I still. Yeah, I don't, have, I don't have a legitimate uh, center yet uh, to battle with Embiid, so I'm going to take Minnesota's Carl Anthony Towns. That's what I'm mad at. I wanted him, but... Dang. All right, 21 and 22, Jake. Well, I guess I'm going to take the, 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 the two people who are going to give me the most points here. I'm going to take Bradley Beal and Kyle Lowry. And then you guys can take the uh, the old bats and uh, Vucevic. Well, at 23, I'm going to take a uh, former Laker. You know, the way he's been playing for the Nets, I kind of wish he still played for the Lakers. D'Angelo Russell. All right, so I get to take Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. All-Star Irrelevant? Yeah. Okay. Since we're, I'm assuming oh, we're... Well, technically. Who's, all, who's All-Star I, 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 Irrelevant? I get irrelevant. You just have... Two more picks. You're going to take Vucevic, right? Well, I mean, if we do our normal draft technically thing where we assume that everyone is healthy, I'm going to go with Oladipo. We can, we can deal with that. Are we going to? All right, fine. I don't care. I'll take the old guys. J- that was James's plan all along. All right, Jake, so like, give, us your, give us your roster of eight. I have Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, all mixing it up somewhere on the block, having some fun. Then that's a that's a cluttered front court. Oh, but <laughs> add in Nik- N- Nikola Jokic as at the center, then it's really cluttered. 
um, with Russell Westbrook running the point. Have Kyle Lowry, Kemba Walker, and Bradley Beal coming off the bench as some guard help. James? I got uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, and then my bench is LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and Victor Oladipo. So you basically have an all-guard starting five, yeah, right? Yeah, basically. Sort of. Well, I mean, you, Ben Simmons, ben Simmons and Clay Thompson, they, they can play... Small forward. They're both guards, technically. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if Ben Simmons can play small forward because he can't score. But uh, <laughs> in an All Star game, everyone will score. Carl Anthony Towns is probably going to have double digits. If Giannis has anything to do with it, I, he's not going to let people score. You guys remember how beast he went last year? He's like, you, he actually played defense, and it was fantastic to watch. When nobody else plays defense and one guy's just swatting the ball out of the air, I think it's actually really funny. All right. Well, here's my starting five: James Harden at the two. Dame Lillard at the one, Kawhi Leonard at the three, Giannis. Actually, Paul George at the four and Giannis at the five. So not, maybe not a true true center there, but then I've got Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Middleton, and D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench. Yeah, I like my team the best, but definitely. Especially my starting five. They have an incredible, incredible mismatch. Yeah, it's pretty hard to guard. You'd have LeBron, you'd have LeBron at the three, Kevin Durant at the four. Anthony Davis at the five, and if Russ running the point, and maybe probably Kemba, or maybe even Kyle Lowry, just playing the second, get little shots up. Mm. I th- I think your I, I think your roster is a little bit better defensively, but I still I mean, I got shot makers, man. But nobody plays defense in all star games. That's right. So, so I was kind of Giannis. Yeah, Ben Wallace when he was in All Star. That's game. what he was there for. They don't they don't call defensive three seconds in All Star games either. So I'm just gonna have Giannis just stand in the paint. That's all you need to do. And then you know Harden and Lillard and Paul George. Just, they're just really gonna light good, it up. I have really good defensive guards too with Kyle Lowry, Bradley Beal, and Russ, and Kemba Walker. That's four. Really, I am very good defensive team. Just tr- try me out now. Cash me outside. Cash me outside. How about all? <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's our uh, NBA All-Star 5-on-5-on-5 five 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 plus three reserves draft. That was fun. <laughs> I wish we could uh, play this out. Maybe we'll, Jake, you'll have to make some custom 2K rosters and, we can, that's not even and, we, an and we can make it happen. Consider it done. I always win in 2K, though. Don't, don't mess with me in simulation. I know. You could ask my roommate, Connor. Well, that wraps up episode 68 of the Get Around Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at BA Sports Writer, James at James Cook 14, and Jake at Jake Atnip. And uh, make sure to follow along with Record Eagle Sports on Facebook and Twitter as well, TCRE Sports. Uh, on both those social media platforms. We're going to try to give out a couple more of those Jimmy John's coupons. So, you know, like, share, react, engage, GIF. Um, take a picture of you listening to the podcast and send it to us. I, it, whatever you want to do, we just want to know that you're out there and we'll reward you for it. So do that. And we will, uh, as, as a wise man once said, we'll get you fed. Thanks for listening to the Get Around. Have a good one.